Some folks may see you as a pimp, but Jesus may see you as a preacher. Some may call you a whore, but Jesus will see you as holy. Some may see you as someone who's broken down, but Jesus will see you as someone who's blessed. When Jesus takes a look at you, he sees more than other folks see. So you don't have to be embarrassed to come to Jesus. This is Jerry G. Martin. Welcome to the Light of the World broadcast. Jesus says he desires mercy and not sacrifice. He told the Pharisees to go find out what that means. So when you're dealing with people, you will have the grace and the mercy that God wants us to have when we're trying to reach others for the kingdom. Come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. One of my earliest memories is loading into the car on Sunday morning with my parents and my siblings and heading to Sunday school. After Sunday school, we had morning service. It wasn't unusual for us to go to a three o'clock service sometimes, but it was always normal for us to end up at night service beginning at six o'clock. That didn't happen on occasion. That was every Sunday morning, every week, every year. But for us, Sunday was not enough. We had to go to church on Tuesday night and Friday night. And if that was, was not enough, we had morning prayer in our home. We didn't volunteer for that as children. We just had to pray or be at prayer. Whether we were praying or not, we had to be there. Six o'clock in the morning. And then many times we went over the Sunday school lesson, at least my father did, on Sunday before we went to Sunday school. My parents were saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and that with the mighty burning fire. Our lives revolved around God, Jesus, and church. That was one thing I learned early, and that was that there were saved folks and there were sinners. One of the scriptures that they would use is in 2 Corinthians, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, said the Lord. And touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you. We knew that. We were righteous, but those who were not like us were unrighteous. If they did not find out where we are and join us and be like us, they were not going to heaven. They were going to hell if they weren't like us. But they had to find us because we were at church. We were at prayer meetings. Well, we'd pray all night. We'd fast. We'd tarry. So if you want to go to heaven like us, you got to find us. They'd have to find us because we were not looking for them. We don't socialize with them. We don't go where they are. And we don't invite them over to our house. 
because they are not like us. If some of our kin folks were among the unrighteous and they come over to our house, we will bombard them with scriptures and comment about their lives and lifestyles until either they ask for prayer or they would leave. We were righteous. They were not. Jesus taught a lesson about the righteous and the unrighteous. In Luke chapter 5, verse 27 and following, after this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi, or Matthew, sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him, and Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. After this, after the healing of the paralyzed man that was lowered through the roof right in front of Jesus by his four men, by his four friends, after this was when this incident occurred. Jesus was working by healing the paralyzed man that was at the place he was living, that was at home. And he was looking for opportunities when he went out of the house. So he saw this tax collector. That scripture say he saw a tax collector. He did not just look at the tax collector, he saw him. Many times we look at people, but we don't see them. How many times someone introduced themselves to you and gave you their name, and 10 seconds later you don't remember it? You looked at them, but you didn't see them. You weren't that interested enough to say, let me grab a hold of this name and connected with this person. I was just, we're just supposed to be polite and introduce ourselves. Hello, how are you? My name is, and they tell you their name. You're not paying attention, just being polite. We see them, but when we find a person who is valuable to God, when we see them, when we just do more than look at them, we'll find someone who God loves, a person who has hope, a person who have dreams, a person who have needs. We may also see a person who is hurting or who is lonely. We may see a person who's afraid and feeling like life has passed them by. When we see them, we'll see beyond the surface. Jesus saw this tax collector named Levi, Matthew. He wasn't the only one to see this tax collector. Matthew was a tax collector who collaborated with the Roman government to raise taxes for the Jewish people. That's what he saw. He was hated by all the Jews because he was working with the Romans who was their conquerors. Tax collectors were classified with harlots and hoochie mamas, by thieves and burglars, by thugs. They threw the tax collectors in with them. They were excluded from the Jewish religious activities. They said, don't even come to church over here. And I'm Jewish. Yeah, but you're a tax collector. Don't even come in. You can't even come to worship. That is what others saw when they looked at Matthew. And when Jesus saw Matthew, he saw more than an internal revenue agent. He saw an apostle. When Jesus looks at us, he sees more in us than other folk when they look at us. Some folks may see you as a pimp, but Jesus may see you as a preacher. Some may call you a whore, 
but Jesus will see you as holy. Some may see you as someone who's broken down, but Jesus will see you as someone who's blessed. When Jesus takes a look at you, he sees more than other folks see. So you don't have to be embarrassed to come to Jesus. Jesus looked at, he saw Matthew, and the first thing he said to Matthew was, follow me. He didn't say, what you looking at? He said, follow me. Levi, Matthew, got up and left everything and followed him. Why would he do that? Matthew was moved by the invitation he got from Jesus, a fellow Jew who wanted him while other Jews criticized him and told him not to come to church. But here's this man, Jesus, and I think Matthew heard something about him. He, he probably knew something about him. His name was getting around and he looked at him and said, follow me. Matthew says, I'm on my way. He got up and left everything and followed him. He was so excited about the prospect of following Jesus that he arranged a banquet for Jesus and invited his crew. He invited his peoples. He invited his boys. That's what the scripture tells us. He had a banquet for Jesus. And I'm thinking about Matthew and what must have been going through his mind when Jesus invited him to come along that, such that Matthew would have a banquet. And how did he get that together to get his crew to come over? What did he say to his boys? What did he say to the folks he hang out with? He said, you know this guy that's been working these miracles all around town? Y'all heard about him? Well, he's coming to my house. And they probably said, now, why are he coming to your house? I invited him. And he said, okay, do you believe that? He's a religious man. He, he's a spiritual man. And they don't invite us to church, but he's coming to my house. Why don't y'all come on over? Let's see what's up. I'm throwing a party for him. Come on over. Y'all like the party? Come on. The scripture says, then Levi held a great banquet. Levi had some money. He was stealing it from the other folk. He had a great banquet. I like that. A great one. Not a little party. Not just some hors d'oeuvres. He had a great banquet. Hey, say, let's roll this out for Jesus at his house. Now look at what it says. Many tax collectors, not just one. You think one is bad. Many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples. For there were many who followed him, many disciples who followed him. But I went back to this, many tax collectors and sinners who identified the sinners. Is anybody today identified as a sinner? We don't like to call folks sinners no more. Even folks who sin don't like to be called sinners. Who are you to call me a sinner? But he said, many tax collectors and sinners. Notice we're told that he had a great banquet. He was excited about Jesus coming by. There are some of us who have known the Lord for years and tend to take a visit from Jesus for granted. Would we have a great banquet laid out for him if he come by our house? Or we've been knowing him so long that we just think, oh Lord, just come on by here. Many of us may not even invite him into our home, let alone prepare a banquet for him. And if he comes in, we got rooms we don't want him to go in. 
Just stay right here in the living room, Lord. Don't go to the back. Y'all turn that television off. We don't want the Lord to see what we're looking at. Hey, y'all turn that music off. Kick that stuff over here. Kick that over here. The Lord's coming. He should have told me he was coming. He just dropped in. Lord, don't just drop in to my house. How many would say, Lord, don't drop into my house? If that's you, say amen. Okay. We got somebody saved. The rest of y'all are sinners. He can come to my house anytime. Right. Matthew has so many people in his house and around his house, everybody in the neighborhood could see. Now, Matthew didn't have a 4,000 square foot, three-bedroom house, two-story, three-car garage and all that, and everybody inside in the big old backyard in the gated community. No, they lived right there in a place where there was hustle and bustle and, and people are all out in the open and all of this, and he's having this big banquet, and everybody knows that there's something going on at Matthew's house. When the teachers of the law who were Pharisee saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, saw Jesus eating with them, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? He's supposed to be so sanctified. He's supposed to be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. Why is he eating with tax collectors and sinners? What's, what's going on with that? See, these church folks, I'm going to call the Pharisee church folks because that's what they were. These church folks who would not go to the banquet because of the character and the condition of the attendees were nosy enough to criticize Jesus and his disciples for being there. Now, they wouldn't go. They, if they were invited, they wouldn't go. But you know they're on the street and walking by looking in to see what's going on. Church folks don't like to go hang out with the sinners, but we sure can criticize what they do. You know how we are when the party is down the street, cars on our block. Oh, Lord, these folks, they go on all night long. They got all them people coming over there, and you don't even know their name because you never introduce yourself to them. You've been living on the same street with them for 12 years. The Pharisees saw themselves as the ones who have the responsibility to be sure that everybody do everything right according to what God requires. This was a group called the Pharisees. You know why they call them the Pharisees? Because they were fair, you see. <laughs> and they took on the responsibility, we are the keepers of the law. Whatever God said in his word, we be sure that everybody do what he said. Now, one of the issues were that the Pharisees, over time, began to have to try to identify what it means on certain things in the law. For instance, the Bible says, or the law says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Don't work on the Sabbath day. And they got to the point to try to determine, well, what is work? Work is the expenditure of energy. And so how are we going to define how much energy needs to be expended on the Sabbath day before we call it work? 
And they came down and they decided that if it weighs a certain amount, it can't be picked up because that's work if it's over three or four ounces, let's say. And they said, uh, if you had to go somewhere, you can only walk a certain distance before it become work. Now, God didn't say that. That's what they said, because we got to figure out so that we can determine who's right and who's not right, or who's righteous and who's a sinner. Remember, uh, Jesus and his disciples was walking through a cornfield, and one of them was hungry, and he got some corn. And the Pharisees said, oh, you can't do that. That's work. How your disciples can't keep the law? That's the kind of church folks they were. They were like, look at you just like that. That's why Jesus said, you will strain at a net, but you'll swallow a camel. They saw themselves. They had taken what God required and made up guidelines so they can be the inspector to be sure that you were complying with the rules. Now, if they were here today, they would check how everyone was dressed to see if you are properly dressed for worship. And if you were not, you would not be admitted to the service. You know, your dress is a little too short. It needs to come down almost about six inches over your ankle unless you really shorten and it had to be a little longer. <laughs> they would listen to your prayers. To see if you ended your prayers by saying, in Jesus' name. Otherwise, you know, you didn't say in Jesus' name at the end of that prayer. They would notice if you ended your sermon by taking Jesus to the cross and raising him from the grave. Or opening the doors of the church. Someone said to me a few years ago uh, after service, they were a guest and they said, well, I kind of enjoyed the service, but you didn't open the doors of the church. And I said, how did you get in here? <laughs> they didn't think that was funny, and they never came back. <laughs> the Pharisees, if they were here today, would ask you to leave if you don't use the King James Version of the Bible, or if you don't recognize all of the pulpit guests, or stand when the Scripture is being read. The Pharisees say we read the scriptures. They didn't stand up. Somebody else said they didn't like the fact that when I came up to the pulpit, I didn't have the Holy Bible. I had an iPad. If they were here today, they'd say that. They would look at you funny if you're not baptized and you're older than 12 years old. Or if you don't get baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. Or if you are not water baptized in Jesus' name. They would even say you must stand during praise and worship. The Bible don't say that. The Pharisees would say, why are you sitting down? It's praise and worship. Aren't we glad they're not here today? That's what the Pharisees would do. And the Pharisees today will criticize the Pharisees of biblical times and say, boy, they were wrong for that. But they're here today. That's what they would say if they're here today. Y'all got quiet. Somebody might, might think, I'm sitting next to a Pharisee. <laughs> I think I'm sitting next to a Pharisee. If you're not sitting next to a Pharisee, you may be sitting next to a Sadducee. You know why they call them Sadducees? Because they were sad. You see? So if you're not smiling at this message, you might be a Sadducee. But this is real. This is in the Bible to teach us something today. This is what they were saying among themselves, the Pharisees. He act like he's so holy, but look at him and look at his disciples. 
He's eating with sinners and tax collectors. What's wrong with him? Doesn't he know what kind of people they are? Verse 12, on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the sick. Earlier, Jesus, when he met Peter and his brothers, he said to Peter and his brothers, are you a fisherman? Yes. Well, I'm going to make you fishers of men. So Jesus is saying, I'm doing some deep sea fishing today. It's one thing for people to come to church and we welcome them with a smile and act friendly. It's another thing to go where they are and reach them. It's one thing when people come to church and we welcome them and act friendly. It's another thing to go where they are. It's one thing to act nice and friendly when they come to church. It's another thing to go be a mentor at the school. It's another thing to go feed the hungry. It's another thing to go down the street where folks is cutting up and carrying on and be kind to them. I thought I was talking to some church folks. Sound like I'm talking to some Pharisee. You want me to do what? Where? Oh, no, I got to go to church. I got to go to church. I got to go to church. I got to go to pray. I'll just pray for him. God wants you to do more than pray for him. And listen, you don't go down there with your tambourine and your, and your blessed oil and try to just throw oil all on them and stuff like that. You don't do that. They need Jesus. We're going to cast the devil out of them. got to cast the devil. I'm going down there casting out the devil. Jesus didn't walk in Matthew's house and says, I'm going to cast the devil out of all of y'all as soon as we get through eating. <laughs> See, you don't have to live with the fish, but you sure have to go where they are if you're going to catch them. You don't hate on the fish while you're trying to catch them. If you're a doctor, you don't avoid sick people. Ooh, I hate sick people. <laughs> you know, you go to the doctor and you're just hurting in pain. The doctor goes, what's wrong with you? Don't come in here with that. If you're a defense attorney, don't avoid the criminals. That's who you represent. You don't see the defense attorneys in court. They may even know for a fact that their defendant is guilty, but they're not in the court talking about a judge. You got me representing this person. They, they were wrong for what they did. They, they were wrong, wrong, wrong. They're going to try to put on the best defense they can for that person, even if they don't like being there. Jesus told the church folks, the Pharisees, it is not the healthy who needs a doctor. And then he said something in verse 13. He says this. He's talking to the Pharisee now, the Pharisee. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I certainly hope you've enjoyed the Light of the World broadcast today. There are times when people may walk into our church and we don't want them there. We don't want them there because they are not like us. They don't look like us. They don't walk like us. They don't talk like us. And they're not part of our church family. The Lord Jesus Christ wants us to have an open arm to receive anyone who walks in through those doors and invite them to have a relationship with him. He died for every person that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can and will be saved. Will we change our heart to accept those that we may not be in agreement with, but God wants them as well? Allow God to use your church. Allow God to use your life. 
allow God to use your testimony to reach others for Him. I invite you to join us next time for this broadcast and also invite you to join our church online. We meet every Sunday online at 10 o'clock at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. We're still meeting in person at the moment every Sunday morning at 10 in Humble at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road. This is a church where you can believe and you can belong. Maybe you're searching for a new life in Christ. Come and be my guest. Our Beacon Bookstore is open to the public on our campus. Call us at 281-441-2885 for your Bibles, books, or church supplies. If you want more information or if you have a prayer request, call us at 281-964-1393. Now may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.